when the ninth month of the year draws to a close, an eerie presence starts to crawl from its uneasy grave. The beasts and ghouls of the Halloween season arise to torture the souls of mortal men, women and children. Beware, dear listener, you have been warned. The chatting flicks, thirty days of horror, are upon us. Nightbreed is a 1990 movie written and directed by Clive Barker and it was it was his second movie after the success of Hellraiser. Again, it is also based on a story that Clive Barker wrote, this time called Cabal. Although it has horror, millet, horror elements to its story and plot, it is definitely not a straight-up horror movie and it can be more described as a dark horror fantasy. When it was released, Nightbreed was both a critical and commercial failure. It had an $11 million budget and only managed to make $8.8 million in the US. It has a 39% Rotten Tomatoes score and is rated 6.6 on IMDb. It's arguable that some of the mistakes that were made, although the worst parts of Hellraiser, are heightened for the release of Nightbreed. It has underdeveloped themes and plot and only glazes over some of the bold ideas and concepts. The plot centres around an unstable mental patient named Aaron Boo, who is drugged and manipulated by a doctor in believing that he's a serial killer. Tracked down by the police is Doctor and his girlfriend Laurie. He eventually finds refuge in an abandoned cemetery called Midian among a tribe of monsters and outcasts known as the Nightbreed where they are hiding from humanity. I first came across this film in a really unusual way. Um, my parents would take me to take me and my brother to Blackpool each summer and we'd go to Pleasure Beach Fairgrounds and around the Blackpool Tower. One of the attractions at the time was an exhibition of the monsters and props made for, for this movie. The amount of work and detail gone into the monsters was amazing. And it really interested me, but I was too young to to see the movie, and having having the movie being a flop, it was really difficult to get a hold of, unless it was on TV or it was at your uh, local um, video rental shop. When I was in my late teens or early twenties, I went to art college, and there was this life model who was quite a large lady and I really hope she's not listening to this because she, she just, it's just, uh, I don't want to upset her because she was a really lovely lady. Um, but I'd often do studies of, of this lady. Um, and of course life, life, life drawing is, is, you know, she'd be naked. Um, but my brother used to say that the drawings reminded him of one of the monsters in Nightbreed and what's called a Nightbreed. It was still quite a few years after this, so after when my brother used to used to say that my drawings looked like Nightbreed, this was about maybe ten years later already, um, and again it was still a few years after that. 
that we I actually got to see the movie for the first time itself. I think I managed to see it through renting DVDs through the post um, via the Love Film platform. Having fond memories of actually seeing the monsters and the work that's gone into making the film, I was really disappointed when I got to see the actual movie because you know I'd waited quite a long time to, to to get round to seeing it. As with Hellraiser, one of the problems with the movie is is it's not what you'd expect to be watch, watching. So your ex- expectations are somewhat confused. So the marketing and what you, what you expect, you, you think the monsters are going to be the villains, um, but they're not. They're, they're the goodies. Uh, they're on the side of um, the protagonist, is it? Um, the, good, uh, the, the, the main lead. Um, loads of the monsters that we'd seen, seen like the the sculptures for, they only get seconds of screen time. I haven't seen like like how much detail gone into them. You you'd expect it to have like a substantial part of the story, whereas you just get fleeting amounts of time. And it, there's like so so much that's gone into the, these these models and and sculptures. And they just sort of rush past in certain scenes. One of the reasons the film was a flop was because the studio didn't know how to market the film and the trailers are edited so that it looks like a regular 80s sort of slasher movie. Among the highlights of the movie, because there are some good parts, uh, are the 80s, maybe say early 90s fantasy tone of the movie. Um, Also, the monster designs, as I've said, are, are excellent. And the the, the, score, the practical effects and the score uh, by composer Danny Elfman, um, who was only on to his his th- maybe third or fourth movie, uh, and um, was riding off the success of, of of composing the score for Batman. And I think he did Beetlejuice. Maybe I might be wrong there. Um, there are several cuts of the the film, but I've only seen ever seen the, the theatrical release. Clive Barker is said to have been really disappointed with the final cut of the movie, with the studio meddling and interfering with his vision. There are therefore several variations of what is known as the, the Cabal Cut, some of which were, were leaked versions of a 1989 work print. In 2014, the director's cut was released on Blu-ray, and it's 20 minutes longer than the theatrical cut. I originally watched the theatrical cut in the mid to late 2000s and although I knew there was different cuts of the movie having read articles about the film in magazines and from watching documentaries about it I was unaware that the director's cut had actually been released until now when I came to be doing some research. The director's cut is said to be much better than the original so if any listeners have watched this version please let me know by writing into chat and flicks. Um, The rights for Nightbreed were also recently sold and there is possibly a TV show in the works that it quite possibly may be released in the coming years.